We thank you that the powers of death and hell have no hold upon our lives. For our lives are in the palm of your hand. We thank you that you know us by name. We thank you greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world right now. And Holy Spirit, we say you are so welcome. We thank you that you're here right now. You're here with us, beside us, in us, and in this place. We honour you and want to give you your rightful place. And so as we uh, just open up your word together, we pray that you will speak to not only our minds, Father God, but our hearts and our spirits, so that we might be encouraged to be more like you, that we may be able to grow in wisdom, knowledge and stature and strength in you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's take our... uh, Please look up together. God bless you. It's good to see you this morning. Welcome. It's good to... Be here, and it's great to see you. We're going to look at uh, the uh, book of Romans together just for a moment or two. So if you have a Bible handy, you might like to turn to Romans chapter 8. We're going to take communion uh, a bit later on, so I won't be speaking as long as I normally would. And um, part of taking communion will be part of our, our, our message together as we respond to some things that I'm just going to share in, in a moment or two. So Romans... Um, Chapter 8 and um, verse 26. So it's Romans 8 and verse 26. It says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit intercedes for us with wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Verse 26, it says there, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. And it's that that I would like us to um, look at together this morning. We're taking a service together called Church Alive, where we're looking at the power of the person of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and lives, and in our lives as individuals, and in the life of church in general. And um, this morning is just one message of a whole series of messages looking at this theme of the Holy Spirit in our lives, the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. And um, so this morning we're particularly looking at the Holy Spirit, how he helps us in our weakness. We're looking at the Spirit, our helper, and how the Holy Spirit helps us when we feel weak. And that's where we're going to be going just for the next few moments this morning. You know, in life, you you will know as you live life, anyone that lives life knows that life isn't always straightforward. It has its ups and downs. And there are moments in our lives where we feel that, you know, know, it can be all uphill. Um, perhaps, you, you know, you, you have a doctor has, has given you a, um, some news about your state of health and there's, and there's not a lot that they're able to help you with. Perhaps, um, you know, uh, you, you, the old habits, we say, die hard. And you're a Christian and you love God, but you're finding certain thoughts difficult to, to, to deal with. Um, sometimes in our lives, you know, there are certain things. You, you, you can hear of people speaking of victory as a Christian, but you don't feel very victorious from time to time. And uh, it can be... Uh, a a sense where it it can be, I trip up, I feel it's uphill, uh, I don't feel very good as a Christian. Uh, There are moments in our lives where we feel um, 
certain habits and things still grip us. There'll be certain thoughts that come into our hearts and minds that are difficult to shake. Maybe there's a circumstance, your circumstances are such that you just don't know what to do. You know, sometimes our circumstances can be that, you know, human beings, we're very resourceful, but we don't have the answer to everything. You know, you only have to live life a little while and you realize that, you know, we do not have all the answers. Life is great. And human beings are amazing. There's a lot of great stuff going on in the world. But there can be some things where it just doesn't go as we hoped or to plan. And uh, we can feel powerless. We can even feel weak at times. Maybe as a Christian, from time to time, you know, it's great to be in a Pentecostal church where it's victory and God is good and he is. But sometimes we can feel, you can feel in the midst of the worship, I don't feel very victorious. You don't know what's going on in my marriage or my home or my life. Or or, or I feel sick or this is happening. And so this morning we're just going to take up that theme because Paul the Apostle in the letter to the Romans speaks about human weakness and how God in his infinite goodness and through the person of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and lives can change and take hold of that weakness and can do some amazing things in your heart and through your life. And so it's so important to know the presence and person of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we're going to look at what that means in a moment or two. But um, so Paul, um, in this uh, Romans chapter 8, we only read a small snippet, but just a bit of context. Although Paul's talks in Romans 8 that we receive a spirit of adoption, we're now in the family of God. And uh, he uses a term where he says, whereby the spirit we cry, Abba, Father. It's earlier on in, in, in Romans 8. But um, there's, Paul has this idea that through the Holy Spirit, we, are, we become children in the family of God. And that God is revealed to us as our heavenly father. So we're like his children in his family. And yet in the midst of that time, you know, we can wobble. Just as uh, our, our youngest ones, when they're learning to walk, they can wobble. So, so can we in our lives. And Paul talks about this when he comes into Romans chapter 8, verse 26. He talks about how the spirit helps us in our weakness when we wobble, when things go wrong, when our lives, we don't feel quite powerful enough. And uh, it's that that we're going to look at. You know, we still wobble. We're challenged. And just as you see in the picture before you, you know, we, we need uh, a help. And God gives us a help. You know, I want you to, to know that, you know, God is such a good God in, in the Christian faith. It's not all about, you know, being really good and trying really hard. And it, this is too difficult. And I can't do this. You know, God is a great father. And he, he, he always gives us a hand. Jesus, his hands are always out towards us. And just as you see in, in the picture uh, that's on, on, on the uh, screen there, that God's hands is always outstretched. And this is what Paul speaks about when he says the Holy Spirit helps you and I, helps us in our weakness. And Paul uses this term weakness. The word weakness means human frailty. In our human frailty, with our habits, when we get uptight and angry, when you feel you've blown it, when we're sick and there's nothing the doctor can do, When we're addicted, God says, don't beat yourself up. When you become depressed, Christians can get depressed. Did you know that they can? And Paul says, in our weakness, God is able to help us. When you've had some bad news, life sucks. And so Paul speaks about this idea of weakness. The idea is that there's human beings, there's a frailty about life. Life is frail. We're only made of earth and clay after all. 
And this is what Paul gets at. You know, we're not invincible. You might feel it when you're younger, but as you get a bit older, as you grow in life, you begin to, to, to realize that there's more to life. That's why people sell their home, get out of the rat race, and want to settle somewhere else and just slow down because they realize there's more to life. And life isn't, we're not invincible. And Paul speaks about this human weakness, this sense of human frailty. We haven't got all the answers. We're not completely victorious. There are those moments when I feel I let God down. And Paul speaks about that and says, he says in our weakness, in our human frailty, there are moments when you can't be good and you feel that you're not good enough. He says, the Holy Spirit is able to help us in our weakness. How about that? That's amazing. God is a great God. He's a good God. It's not all about being good, trying harder. God says, even in the midst of human frailty, how about this? He sent the person of the Holy Spirit, said Jesus, to help us. And so the Holy Spirit is referred to as a a helper. And uh, we're going to look at what that means um, in the next few moments. The picture is, as Paul was saying a bit earlier on, um, is that this idea that we cry, Abba, Father, we cry, Father. The cry of the human heart is to a Father in heaven, not a, a, a God who's far and distant removed, but a Father. It, it's, the, the picture is of, of, in human frailty is of a, a toddler learning to walk. Picture, if you will. A toddler learning to walk, they wobble, and mum or dad, their parent is there to come beside them, to reach out to them, to stop them from falling, to take the hand, to help them walk across the room or whatever it is to the table or something like that. It's a picture. So when Paul says he's going to help in our weakness, in our frailty, when we wobble, when that toddler wobbles, the parent comes beside them, alongside them, with them. That's a picture. It's an amazing picture of God revealed as our heavenly Father comes beside us, takes us by the hand, steadies us, holds us, walks with us, so that we don't sense a fall and crash, as it were. But he is there to carry us along. And that's this idea of being a helper. It's the picture. And so there's this idea that we've been looking at together, is that God is a steady father, a guide, a carrier. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's an amazing message. You know, many other faiths and religions will have distant gods, miracle gods, but this is a father that reveals himself who will come right down into our hearts and lives. And this with the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, I go to be with the Father, but as I do, I send another helper, another counselor to be with you and in you. We've been looking at this idea. You know, the Holy Spirit doesn't just come on us with power every now and again. But the Holy Spirit lives in us and with us and is beside us and in us. It can come on us in a sense of power, but it lives in us. Jesus actually said, I go to be with the Father, but I send another helper, another like me. He'll be with you and in you. It's amazing. So the Spirit is with us, beside us, and in us. We've been looking at this. In actual, the actual term for Spirit or Holy Spirit means is the word paraclete or parakletos, which literally means one called alongside. So the Holy Spirit is like the person of Jesus, the one who's called alongside. He's more than power and energy and exuberance, but he's the one who comes, is called to be alongside us. And so Jesus sends another like himself. He's the person of the Spirit to be beside us, with us, and in us. 
And so Paul picks up on this a little earlier from our reading in chapter 8. He says, you, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. In the Old Testament, the Spirit came upon people, on Saul and David. But in the New Testament, with Jesus risen and now sends the Spirit, the Spirit comes and lives in us and with us. This is our idea of abiding presence. It's an Old Testament understanding, the Spirit only coming on people. In the New Testament, we understand that the Spirit comes with us and around us and on us, but lives in us and abides with us. And so he's the Spirit, like Jesus. It's like having Jesus with us, because the Spirit glorifies Jesus all the time. And so the Holy Spirit is the helper who comes beside us, with us, alongside us. He brings all of Father God to us and around us. And so when we wobble and we walk across the room, he's in us, with us, and beside us, who reaches out to us, steadies us, lifts us, and walks with us. It's amazing. We have a message that is absolutely, it's called the good news. It's the good news news to share with the whole world. But it's great that God doesn't just leave us there. And so he says, he helps us in our weakness. So there's this idea of our frailty, but he said the spirit helps us. He lives in us, with us, beside us, called him with us. Jesus is no longer with us. He's at the right hand of the Father, but he sends the spirit to be amongst us, around us, and beside us. So we can't say, I can't do that. Because we read, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So we are can-do people, not can-do in the sense of, it's not a case of you can't do that, we can't do that, that can't be done. I can do all things through Christ, who gives me strength, because the Spirit lives in us, with us. And so in our weakness, he is the one who is able to help us. Now when Paul says this, and so Paul has this in mind, Paul has this in mind because Paul again and again says that all the things that Jesus taught, that the Holy Spirit now is with you and in you. If you've received the Spirit of Christ, he lives in you and with you and you will glorify him. And you read all of Paul's writing again and again. He speaks about this continually. For Paul, it's Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Jesus and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in us showing Jesus again and again and again and again. He is the one who is our helper. And um, the word help is an interesting word. And I'm just going to spend a few minutes looking at this particular word. And it's just this word I want to just look at. So stay with me because it will have a reason why I am saying this. Because what does it mean? The word help, literally, there, is a a Greek word. And it's sun antilambano. There's a mouthful for you to say this morning. Repeat after me if you can say it. There's a tongue twister. Sun antilambano. Can you do it? You're a great lot. I would never have done that. I would have just sat there and looked and thought, what are you playing at? But it's really interesting that you played along with me, so I appreciate that. I wasn't the only one. But the word sun antilambano is translated help. It only appears a couple of times in the New Testament with Martha and Mary when she said, tell her to help me. She said, tell her to sun antilambano me. It only appears a couple of times. Now, you might say, Whoopie doodah, big deal. What's that got to do with me tonight, this morning? What has that got to do? It's got everything to do because we're going to look at this word just for a few minutes. And when you see the nature of this word, you'll understand how the Holy Spirit helps. What does the Holy Spirit do in our weakness? And when you understand this, 
then you will, we will rely on the Holy Spirit. We will immerse ourselves in the person of the Holy Spirit. We will want to walk and keep in step with the person of the Spirit. We will come alive. We will become alive to God. So the Holy Spirit, the person of the Spirit, isn't just for Pentecostals. He's for every Christian. You cannot know Christ without the Holy Spirit. It's not an American thing, a happy, clappy thing. It might make you happy and clappy, but the Holy Spirit is for every Christian. We are charismatic because we're born again. And the power of the Spirit is released. We've got to be open to the Spirit. And that's what we're looking at. So, the word sonantilambano, it's made up of three parts. And it literally means to bear along with. I'll explain that in a moment. But to bear along with. So when, he, when Paul says the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness, he's saying this. The person of the Holy Spirit bears along with us. In other words, he carries. He will carry with you that which drags you, pulls you. If it's an addiction, if it's weakness, if it's a sickness, uh, if it's a, a mental distress or circumstance in your life. The help is that the Holy Spirit will bear with you. To bear means to actually take some of the burden, to actually take it on your shoulders. If you, if, if you bear my pain, you, you, you take on my pain. You, you feel what I feel. You'll be moved to tears. You, you'll take on some of that anguish and that burden. To bear. And so it says there, and so this word literally means it's a very powerful word. It's a very forceful word. It's a very deep, meaningful uh, uh, relational and as a sense of force and feeling. This is probably one of the most powerful words of uh, identification that you can find in the New Testament and it's used by the will of God on a number of occasions and particularly Paul uses it to share the work of the Spirit of God in our hearts and lives when we feel that we just can't do it on our own, when you feel that you feel like giving up, when you feel like breakdown, when you feel that the circumstance isn't going the right way, when you feel that you just don't know what to do, in that moment of wobble, the Holy Spirit is the one, if we turn and allow him, he will bear, he will bear with. Not like on Miranda, was it a friend Tilly goes, bear with, bear with. It's not like that. It means literally that he will actually take the burden with you and lift and lift it. And we're going to look at that, what that means in a moment or two. So it has three parts to it. Just to expand on that just a bit more. The, there's three aspects to this word, sunantilambano. It's made up of, 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 of three parts. And it literally means, first of all, sun, the sun part is this, it means along together. And so there's an aspect where you are not on your own. Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. I send another counsel, another like me, same as me, to be with you. You know, when you, there are moments in your life when you will feel like you're on your own. When a doctor says to you, there's nothing we can do. You will feel, some of you are probably feeling like that now. Maybe you've been told some news. Maybe you have some circumstance. Maybe you're going through something in your life and you don't feel you've got anyone who can be with you. No one understands you. I don't understand you. You will even feel at times that God does not understand you. All of us face moments in our lives where we feel that we are the only one. That's normal. That's part of life. And we will face that. Maybe there's a challenge in your marriage or your home or circumstance or with your body or, or sickness or finances. I don't want to trivialize anything. I, don't, you know, I can't touch everything that you're feeling right now. But there will be moments in life where we feel all alone. You could be in this room and you could be amongst a crowd of people and you can feel on your own. No one understands you. No one knows you. No one can identify with you. 
what Paul is saying here is the Holy Spirit. We're getting to the point now. The Holy Spirit is the one who will be with you. He comes alongside you and together you're not on your own. We are not on our own. The good news for the Christian is that we have the person, the deposit, the guarantee, sonship. This is why the Spirit comes to live in us. Used to, in the Old Testament, the Spirit came upon people. In the Old Testament, the law was written on stone. In the New Testament, the Spirit lives in us and God's law of love is written on our hearts. You see, God is now with us. Not just Christmas. God with us, Emmanuel. Whoopie doo this is good stuff. He's with us every step of the way. When you and I, and there will come those moments when you are depressed, we will feel like there's no one or nothing or anything that can help us. And it's at that moment that we understand. Sonantilambano. You won't forget this one. That God is part of it. That aspect is along with. He's with us together. God is beside us. The Holy Spirit is the one who comes alongside. He identifies. And there's this aspect of together, identify, of, of bearing what we feel beside us. It's amazing when I meet people that say, I don't understand it, but I feel it's all going to be okay. I feel that God is with me. Even though the circumstance is saying something else, I just know that God is with me. See, the Holy Spirit is the one who comes aside us with us and in us, along with, together. The anti, the sun anti, the anti bit, the middle part of that, part of the, 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 the translation of that word, this was written in, in the New Testament Greek text, means um, on the other side, on the other side, or opposite. And so there's, a, there's an, underst- that's an amazing picture. It is an amazing picture because it means this, that, uh, that the Holy Spirit comes in us, with us, alongside us. We're not on our own. He's with us and he's on the other side. It's a bit like the mum or the dad who when the toddler wobbles, they're there. Their hand is there to hold us. And the Spirit of God is the one who is there for us. He takes the burden. He bears the burden on the other side, as it were. So, We're carrying something, but then the Spirit is coming alongside us and carrying with us. That's the picture that Paul is understanding. That's what this word literally means. It's a really powerful word of bearing, of of identifying and carrying at the same time. One of the most powerful words that you could have used at that time. Of someone that will identify with you and carry with you, along with you at the same time. And the lambano bit of it is take hold of actually to hold on to steady to lift to carry so there's an aspect where where god doesn't let us go as we reach out when peter was sinking he said jesus jesus reached out to him god never lets us go amazingly on the cross with those outstretched hands jesus i know his hands were stretched out on the cross and they were nailed but he's stretching out his hands to us this day right now in the person of the holy spirit he will take hold of you and i so this is understanding now it's an amazing word bring it all together you have this picture of the holy spirit coming beside us 
to, with us, so we're not on our own, on the other side, so that he's going to take us across. We're going to get there with God. Somehow God will bring us to that place that is right for us, that he's going to walk with us, and that he will take hold of. You're, not, you're going to carry this on your own. If we allow the Holy Spirit to lay hold of that which we're challenged with right now. You know, burdens can bring us down. The Spirit helper causes us to look up. You know, when we are burdened, it, 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 it can do a number of things. We either, I mean, naturally, our mood goes down and our, our, our bodies hurt and we feel like giving up. That, that, that's part of a, a process of life. Burdens bring us down. But the Holy Spirit helper helps us look up. We're called to look up. You'll, you've, you've heard that again and again, I'm sure. Look up and look at God. But the burdens bring us down, but the Spirit helper causes us to look up. In Psalm 12, verse 1, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help? My help comes from the Lord. In the Old Testament, look up. Because the Holy Spirit is the one who picks us up, causes us to look up. I heard a saying, two men looked out from behind bars. One saw mud, the other saw stars. You can be burdened and look down and see the mud in the, they were looking out behind their prisons, prison cell. And one looked at the courtyard and saw the mud of the courtyard. The other looked up at the sky and saw the stars of heaven and thought, wow. You know, as we look up, we see God. As we reach out, God picks us up. And this is the picture of the helper. This is the helper, the Holy Spirit, who helps us in our Weakness. And on the cross, Jesus was lifted up. It says that he became our weaknesses. He took all of our weaknesses, infirmities and weaknesses, that we might be whole. Jesus was lifted up and now he's raised up at the Father's right hand. He causes us to look to him, to look up to him, to look to him. And the Holy Spirit is the one who comes alongside, will take hold with us and lift that to God. It's an amazing picture of the helping nature of the person of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray together. We're going to take communion together and uh, the, the worship team are going to come back and we're going to respond and give our hearts and our minds to the helper and say, Holy Spirit, will you help me? And as we do, we're going to take communion together in a moment or two. Should we pray? So, Father God, we just open our hearts to you. And I can imagine in this place right now, different people have different things going on uh, in their hearts and minds at this very moment. And we just open our hearts to you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you said, I go to be with the Father. But if I go to be with the Father, I will not leave you alone. I send another helper, another counselor, the promised Spirit. He will be with you and in you. And so right now, Holy Spirit, we open our hearts to you. We pray. We ask you. You're the one who is our helper in our weaknesses, in those weaknesses of our hearts, minds, and lives, circumstance, concerns that we have, situations that are beyond our control. We feel like we're the only one. This is the only person it's happening to. We feel that we're left alone. We, we open our hearts to you right now, Spirit of the living God. We pray that you will have your way in our marriage, in our homes, in my finance, in my body, in my thoughts. 
with my emotions right now, Father God. Inhab with our habits, with our concerns, any weakness that we feel, any circumstance that's a challenge right now. We say, Holy Spirit, will you help me? Will you help me? Thank you, Jesus, that on the cross you take all my weakness. You who knew no sin became sin. You took up all my infirmity, my weakness, so that I may be whole, healed. And so this morning we come before you, giving our lives afresh to you. I'm going to invite you while our eyes are closed to ask the Holy Spirit to help you. I don't know what you need, but He does. And he cares. So right now, we're going to take communion in a moment or two. But say, Holy Spirit, will you help me with... Just do that for a moment, please. Spirit, would you just come, as it were, alongside with us, taking hold of, lifting, bearing my pain, my worry, my circumstance, my concern. Jesus in this place. Honor Jesus in our lives. We love you. We give you thanks, Father God, as we take communion now. We ask you, Jesus, to forgive us. We want to live our lives for you. Dear God, we pray that you would forgive us, that we might live our lives for you. Honour you. Give our hearts to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we stand together, we're going to take communion together. As we respond, asking the Holy Spirit just to help us. Jesus bears us. Worship team are going to lead us. And we're just going to come forward row by row and come and take the bread representing the body of Jesus broken for you that we might be whole. The cup representing the blood of Jesus that we might be healed. 
If you love God, if you've given your life to Jesus Christ, then we welcome you to take communion. If you have not come to a place where you've asked Jesus for forgiveness and given him your life, then right now, do that right now before you take the communion. Say to God, forgive me. I give you my life. Forgive me of my sin. I want to live for you that I might know you in my life forevermore in Jesus' name. So we're going to take communion together and we're going to do it row by row and just please feel free to come forward as we worship together. God bless you.